people who have been changed by Jesus are devoted to the people of Jesus. People that have been changed by Jesus are devoted to the people of Jesus. Does that describe you this morning? Like, are you devoted to the people of Jesus? Are you devoted to his people as someone who has been changed? Or maybe you're devoted to other things. Because I asked myself that question this week as I've been preparing. It's like, Ian, what are you devoted to? And you can kind of start to tell what you're devoted to based on what you spend your time and your money and your thoughts on, right? Like those are the things that really show you what are you devoted to. And as I start unpacking those things, uh, there, here's a few of the things that I realized that I'm devoted to. Uh, one of them is whatever one of my teams is in season. So right now it's the Cowboys, uh, weed them boys. Um, I'm devoted to them. I'm devoted to sports. I'm devoted to trying to love my family well. I'm devoted to Amazon, as I've already confessed. Um, devoted to good food, like whether it's making it or eating it, primarily making it, though. Uh, I'm devoted to Apple products. I worked at an Apple store when I was younger, and I'm bought in. Like, I'm loyal. Like, if you say devoted is being loyal, I'm loyal to Apple products. And I started looking at all these things, and I was like, man, is this what I want to be known for, being devoted to? And can I say that I'm devoted to God's people the way I am devoted to these other things? Am I as loyal to the people of God as I am to all these other things that have accumulated in my life? And so church, I think that's a good question for you to wrestle with is, what are you devoted to? And is God's people one of them? What are you devoted to? And is God's people one of them? And how do you know? How do you know if you're devoted to God's people? What does it look like? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked. And this text really answers that question. As we look at it a little bit more, there's two categories that I think we see in here of what it looks like to be devoted to one another as people of God. Two primary categories, and we see them in this text. And one of them is attending the temple. So this corporate large gathering, what we're doing now. And then there's breaking bread in their homes and this smaller gathering, this more informal and private and intimate gathering. And so we're going to start where I want to look at both of these things because I think when we look at being devoted to one another, we need both of these things, these corporate large gatherings and then also the intimate gatherings in our homes if we're going to truly be devoted to one another. Uh, we're going to start with attending the temple together. That's just the phrasing uh, that the scripture uses here. If you want to say it a different way, you could say they went to church together. Or if you wanted to use more veritas uh, language, they valued gathering with one another. The first thing we see that these people who are devoted to one another, devoted to the people of God, was that they attended the temple together. They valued gathering you see, we know that they, that, uh, they knew in the first church that if they were going to be devoted to God, they had to be devoted to one another, which meant that they had to be together. They had to gather together. And there's a few things in this text that we see mark uh, the church when the church gathers. A few things that we see happening in this first church that I want to point out. Uh, we see a lot of it in verse uh, 46 or in verse 42 and then in verse 45. Verse 42, it says, and they devoted themselves. Here are the things that we see happen as they gather together. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, which is communion and the prayers. And then down in verse 45, it says, and they were selling the possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. 
Like those are some marks that we see happen in the corporate gathering of the church. And we see that they're devoted to the apostles' teachings. And when they say apostles' teachings, they're really talking about the teaching of the word of God. Because the apostles, they weren't just teaching things that they wanted to teach. They weren't just giving tutorials. They were taking the scripture and they were talking and showing everyone else how these things pointed to Jesus. It wasn't just what they wanted to teach. They were teaching the word of God. Really going back to what we talked about last week, right? They were devoted to the word of God and teaching it to one another. And guys, that's what we're devoted to. Like, that's what we're here for, is that we want to hear from the word of God. We want to see what God is teaching us. We want to see what he's trying to speak to us. We want to see how the words we look at point back to Jesus. That's what we do. And just to be honest, like, if we ever get to the point as a church where we're not teaching from the Bible... You guys should find a new church, okay? Like, I'm giving you permission. You want a way out. If we start teaching from a place other than the Bible, you feel free to leave because we're neglecting what we should be doing as a church. And so we see that they were committed and devoted to the apostles' teaching, to the word of God, to the teaching of it, the learning from it. We see that they were devoted to the breaking of bread and taking communion with one another. And like they did that because they wanted to remember the work of Jesus. And that's something that we do every single week here is that we take the bread and we take the juice, which shows uh, Jesus's body and his blood broken and shed for us. And they were devoted to the breaking of bread because they needed to be reminded of what Jesus had done for them. They needed to be reminded of his sacrifice of his shedding of his blood so that they could be brought near to God. And so as a church, they did that often. They often gathered, and when they gathered, they broke bread with one another, symbolizing that they have been united as one body of Christ through the breaking of Christ's body. And what a beautiful picture that is. And I love being able to take communion with you guys every week. Being able to approach the table and recognize, man, we are one family coming together to worship Jesus because he died for us. He brought us close to God through his death and resurrection. So we see that they were devoted to the apostles' teachings. We see that they were devoted to the breaking of bread and then to prayers. Because I think it's really easy sometimes for us to skip over that last part. Like, it's really easy. Yeah, we pray when we're at church. We should. But it's like, are we really praying in our own heart when everyone else is praying? Like, when we're praying up front? Because we need to be devoted people of prayer. Because when we pray, we're saying, man, this isn't us. This isn't something that we can do. This isn't, uh, we're not living for ourselves. We're living for the one who died for us. We're completely dependent on Jesus for everything. And so when they gathered together, they weren't just gathering uh, to just see how great they were. They were gathering to give praise and honor and glory to Jesus, to bring their requests to God the Father. They devoted themselves to that. And so those are the things we see in verse 42 that they did when they gathered, that they uh, were devoted to the apostles' teaching, devoted to taking communion, devoted to prayers. And then in verse 45, we see something else that they were devoted to. It says, and they were all selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. When they gathered together, they cared for one another. 
The gathering together was them reminding each other, hey, we are one family. We are in this together. In church, we are one family. We are in this together. And they sold all that they had to help provide for one another. Because that's what families do. Is they care for one another and they provide for one another. And the way that they did that was they gave to the church. They gave to the apostles. In Acts 4, we actually see them, uh, we see Barnabas sell his land and give all the money from the land to the apostles saying, hey, give it out as needed. Part of what they did as a gathering together was they gave together. They gave to the church to help provide for the people in the church. And part, part of our gathering is also our giving. And now you're like, great, new year, talk about giving money already, wonderful. But that's what we see happening. Because they knew it wasn't just money, it was a way to help provide for people in need. And they knew it wasn't their money, they knew that God had given it to them. And so they provided for one another, they cared for one another, they gave to one another. That's what we see happening in this gathering. We see as they gather that they're devoted to uh, the apostles' teaching, the breaking of bread, to prayers, and to providing for one another. But I think that what Luke is doing, Luke is the author of Acts, and I think what he's doing here is he's giving more than just like, hey, instructions for what to do when you gather. It's, I don't think he's just saying, hey, when you gather, be devoted to the teachings, be devoted to breaking of bread, be devoted to one another in prayer and caring for. I think he's giving more than just what you do when you gather. I think he's giving more of a reason why you gather. He's saying, hey, when you gather, you should do it for the purpose of learning from God's word. You should do it for the purpose of gaining knowledge and understanding from the scriptures. You should do it so that you can be reminded of what Jesus has done for you, that you are one family providing for one another, that you can be reminded of what Jesus has done for you in the breaking of bread, be reminded in who you're dependent on through prayer. See, it's not just an instruction for what to do when you gather. It's the purpose for why you gather. And so church, is that the heart and attitude you have when you come together? Is that the heart and attitude that you have when you gather here, even this morning? Is it because, man, you're hungry? You want to know what God's word has for you today? Is it because that you know that this is your family? We have been bought together with the blood of Christ, so we need to be devoted to one another. And we do that through our gathering together, being reminded that we are one body. Is it to be reminded of your dependency on Christ? Is that why you're here? Or are you here because it's Sunday? Your family goes to church, so you go to church. It's just what your family does. Maybe you're just trying to make yourself feel better for the next few days or a couple hours. Guys, this doesn't just tell us what we do when we gather. This tells us why we gather. The purpose behind it. The need that we have for it. Because we need other people. We need to be taught alongside of other people. We need to be reminded alongside of other people. We need to pray alongside other people. And ultimately, I think one of the biggest things that we see here uh, is that all of these things happen and are happening as we gather together to build us up. And Hebrews 10 gives us a better picture of this. You don't have to flip there. It'll be on the screen. 
But Hebrews 10, it says it like this in verse, starting in verse 24. It says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing closer. Because that's the, that's why we gather. We gather for the purpose of learning from God's word, of praying with one another, breaking bread, caring for one another, and we do it to encourage one another. We gather, our gathering together should be an encouragement to your soul. It should stir you up to love and good works, to loving Jesus more, to loving one another more. That's what gathering should do for you guys. And guys, I can tell you in my life, there is nothing that is more encouraging to me than gathering with the church on Sunday mornings, whether it's here or in Cedar Rapids. There's nothing more encouraging to my soul than gathering and singing and hearing from God's word, participating in communion, praying with one another. Man, there's nothing more encouraging to me than Sunday morning with my church. And guys, that's by design. God designed the church to gather, to encourage one another, to build one another up to good works, to stir one another up to love one another. Guys, that is God's design for the gathering. That is why we come together. That is why we sit under the teaching. That is why we pray together. That is why we take communion together because we want to encourage one another. And so maybe that means that if your encouragement is low, if your good works are low, if you're just not feeling it, maybe some of that is because you don't gather the way that you should. Maybe your devotion to God's people isn't where it needs to be. Maybe you're feeling discouraged because you're not really devoted. Because we want more for you than to just be a good person. We want you to be an encouraged person. And we want you to be a person encouraged by the gathering of the body together. So make this a priority. Make coming on Sundays like one of the things that you can't miss. Nothing gets scheduled over it because you're devoted to one another. And not just like the gathering like in this building, but the people that make up the gathering in this building. Be devoted to one another. It's where you find encouragement. It's where you get stirred up. And so that's what we see happening here in Acts 2. That they're gathering together. They're being encouraged by one another. They're caring for one another. And they're doing it as they gather together in a large setting. But then we also see it happening as they gather together in smaller, more intimate settings. Look, look again at verse 46. It says, And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. Because they didn't just meet together here. They didn't just go to the temple and call it a day, call it a week. No, they were committed to being with one another in their homes. And the cool thing that we see here is that when they're in their homes, what are they doing? Not a, not a rhetorical question. What are they doing? They're breaking bread. They're eating, which is great. I love that part. But ultimately, it's a reflection of what happened in the large gathering, right? Right? 
It's a reflection of what happened at the temple where they were committed and devoted to breaking bread together, large group corporately. They were also committed to doing that in their homes. What they did in a small group was there to support what they were doing in the large gathering. It was there to come alongside of it, to support it, to give it more legs. And so we see that they didn't just gather together as a whole. They gathered together in smaller groups. Like small groups, connection groups, like it's not just something we made up because we thought it would be a good thing to do. Like it's what they were doing from the very beginning. And that is how they encouraged one another, how they stirred one another up, how they were reminded, man, we are in this together. They had people into their homes. They broke bread. They took communion. They had fellowship. And if I had to guess, they probably also were devoted to the apostles' teaching together in their homes as well. Guys, gathering together Sunday mornings is necessary. We need it. We need to be reminded as we gather together. But we also need something more than that too. We need to gather together in smaller groups. We need to have other people in our church family, in our homes We need to be breaking bread with one another, not just together at the church, but together at a table. And so how do you guys do with that? Are you regularly inviting people into your home? Are you regularly regularly being invited into other people's homes? And not just to watch the game, which I hope you do. I hope you're able to hang out, have fun, build those relationships, but to be reminded of the body of Christ that was broken for you, to be stirred up together in faith and good works and love? Like, are you devoted to the believers, devoted to one another, not just by coming here on Sundays, but are you devoted to one another throughout the week? Because if you're not, you're going to have a hard time growing. If you're not devoted to one another here and at home, you're going to have a hard time growing into the person Jesus wants you to be. The person he died to make you. And so church, this is what we want for you. We want you to be a people devoted to Jesus, a people devoted to Jesus by being devoted to one another and gathering together here and gathering together in your homes in the breaking of bread and being devoted to the teachings of Jesus. Because I want you to be people changed by Jesus. And I want you to be people devoted to the people of Jesus. That's what we want for you. And it's not just what we want for you. We provide ways to help make that happen. Like we gather together here Sunday mornings every single week. Come back next week. We'll be here. Unless there's a giant snowstorm, then we might not. Uh, But we gather together every single week because it's important. It's how we are changed. It's how we are reminded of who Jesus is. We provide space to gather together corporately. But then we also provide connection groups. Space for you to meet in a little more intimate of a setting, more of a private setting, a place where you can get to know the other people in this room better on a more intimate level. You can hold each other accountable. You can help each other pursue Jesus. You can hold each other to being in God's word. Like we want you to be in a connection group, not just so we can, we can say we have this many people in groups, but so we can say we have this many people devoted to Jesus because they're devoted to one another. 
And if you're interested in getting into a group, go talk to Richard or Jess. They would love to talk to you about that process. Sign up for launch point. Sign up for starting point if you haven't done that yet. But guys, get into a group because that's where we start to support what we do here on a Sunday morning in our own homes. We don't just want it for you guys, but we, we want to help provide places to make that happen. And so there's a couple ways that you can even start applying this now. One, really simple, low-hanging fruit, show up on Sundays. I know I'm a pastor, I'm supposed to tell you that, right? But show up on Sundays, not because I tell you to, but because it's good for you. It's how you grow. It's how you are encouraged. It's how you are stirred up. And then a second one might be a little harder, might be a little more uncomfortable for you guys. That's okay. I want you to do it anyway. Invite someone that is in this room right now to come over for a meal this week. Invite someone in this room to come over for a meal this week. And not just to eat, yes, eat, hang out, get to know them, have a good time. And some of you guys are family and you're like, oh, we do that anyway. Maybe make it a non-family member. But invite them over, get to know them. And don't just get to know them and hang out, talk about the weather, the playoffs. But talk about Jesus. Like, hey, what's your story? How'd you come to know Jesus? What's faith look like for you? How are you growing? How can we help you grow? I know you might be thinking, that's a little deep, a little quick, right? And it's like, who cares? We're a family. We're supposed to encourage one another, stir one another up to good works. So let's be a church that does that. A church that gathers together and takes it seriously, finds it as important, and a church that has each other in our homes, eating together, breaking bread, encouraging one another. And as we do that, some really cool things start to happen. Look again at verses 46 and 47. Day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they receive their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. Here's the part I really want you to dig in at. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Church, isn't that awesome? That as they were devoted to one another, to breaking bread with one another in their homes and gathering together in the temple, being devoted to the apostles' teaching together, as they were just devoted to one another as a family, as a people of God, God saw it fit to add more people into their family. That God uses the devotion to one another to bring people devoted to him. He uses you guys gathering together to bring more people into his family. And this is true. Like we have people in our church today. They're here because they saw how other people in the, in our church gathered together, how they took care of one another, how they were devoted to one another. And they're like, whatever is causing that, I went in on that. Guys, you being devoted to one another is a really powerful evangelistic tool that you have to the community around you. And God honors that. And if we were people who were devoted to one another, Maybe, like, if we were people who were as devoted to one another as we were to our jobs, as we were to our finances, as we were to these other extracurriculars that we do, if we were just as devoted or more devoted to one another as we were to those things, man, we'd see more people come to faith. We'd see God add more people to this church family because of you guys. 
being devoted to one another, encouraging one another, stirring one another up. Guys, and I'm excited to see that happen. I'm excited to see you guys gathering together. And as you guys do that, God bringing more people into his gathering. And that's going to be a really cool thing that we get to see happen here in this community. Amen? Let's pray. God, you are a good God. And in your goodness and kindness, you have given us one another. One another to encourage, one another to build up. And you've provided us a way to do that. And that is through gathering with one another. Gathering here on Sundays, gathering in our homes throughout the week. And so God, may we not neglect that. But may we be devoted to one another. Be devoted to one another in ways that we are stirring up one another to be encouraged to love and good works. And may we see a church that grows, not because we're doing anything special, but just because we're devoted to you and your people. May that be true of us. It's in your name. Amen.